Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Watch Dogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. This is Keith Shoemaker, your host for Watch Dogs Radio. We're going to have another exciting adventure into father involvement in education, and we're having some fun. Well, I know some folks that are not really having some fun right now. It depends on if you've got a uh, one of those flexible flyer sleds or, or whatever it is that you have out there to uh, tame that snow down. Unfortunately, uh, because of some of the weather in the Midwest, our normal uh, friends here on the show are not going to be able to join us. Uh, Chris Dannenauer um, is at home now and unable to join us because the Watchdogs National Office is closed today because of the weather, because of the snow in Arkansas. And Eric Snow, our executive director, got held up uh, down in Texas, and he is just trying to get home. I think he's probably flying through uh, Atlanta at some point today, but uh, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to get down there and have lunch with him. Well, uh, we would like to talk about some things. I've got a couple of great guests on the line today. And, uh, of course, the biggest thing is the, uh, the, well, not the biggest thing, but the thing that we usually talk about is the weather here in Atlanta. We're getting a little bit of rain, and uh, it's certainly not what you're seeing in the Midwest. And from what I understand, it's coming our way. So the nice thing about working with the folks in Arkansas as I know what my weather is going to be like looking like about uh, about two days beforehand but um, I had a great opportunity to get a chance to uh, meet or actually telemeet I guess you would say another uh, blog talk radio host and it just so happens that this guy is a very active watchdog and I uh, we, we've had a chance to have some great conversations and I'd like to learn a little bit more about him. Jim Heath is on the line. Jim, how are you doing today, and how's the weather in Kansas City? I'm doing wonderful, Keith. How are you today? I am doing great. Weather is cold. We are experiencing, woke up this morning, it's minus 7, air temperature. Ouch. Wind chill up to minus 25 in gust. Uh, very little snow where I'm at right now. We didn't, you know, probably got an inch. But it's the extreme, you know, temperatures keeping the kids, you know, Away from the bus stops, I think it's why they canceled. Exactly. So, and uh, would, would you be mad at me if I told you it was 75 here in Atlanta yesterday? Yes, and I, was I out would. In the sun? I'll be very mad now. I, I, I figured you would. <laughs> um, I do want to mention uh, quickly uh, something that I've been involved with over the years and just want to uh, say a, uh, a very short moment of silence, a, a quick memory uh, for those of you who watched uh, – Seven years ago, uh, we had a uh, horrible incident here in Atlanta that I was actually uh, somewhat connected to. Um, so I would like to give a shout-out to the Bluffton University baseball team uh, and those that are uh, still on the team, uh, to Coach Grandy and to uh, team captain Ryan Bagtel, who uh, I met um, seven years ago uh, yesterday morning. And uh, I just wanted to uh, say a shout-out to the families who are recovering from that uh, horrible event where they lost five players, um, the uh, bus driver and his wife. And uh, I'm just glad to see that Bluffton is uh, moving on. They, are, they, they have a great uh, memorial there. Uh, the tradition is going on, and, and I'm just 
Um, I would like to give a shout out to those families who uh, who have been uh, fortunate enough to remain connected with over the last seven years. So uh, so anyway, well now back to Jim. Uh-huh. Jim, how about I understand now we we got connected through Blog Talk Radio and uh, and had a chance to talk to each other. But um, you know what I'm going to do, Jim? I've got Dr. Eric Landers on the line. Sure. If you don't mind, I'm going to kind of hold off because I know he's sure. in the middle of a huge event. And uh, we want to give him a chance to get in here and talk about that, promote the event a little bit, uh, and then I'll uh, we'll kind of talk more about uh, your program at um, Creekmore Elementary uh, after the uh, mid-show break. How's that sound? That sounds really good. Okay. Well, I would like to bring on another friend. It's it's great to to be able to work with Watchdogs because I've got friends all over the country and now all over the world. Um, but a great friend I've had the um, awesome opportunity to work with over the last couple of years. And this is Dr. Eric Landers, who is uh, with Georgia Southern University and who is the, uh, uh, you're going to have to correct me on the term, but I believe the Associate Director of the National Youth at Risk Center at Georgia Southern. So welcome to Watch Dogs Radio, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. How are you? We are uh, We are in the Right in the midst of our uh, of our Savannah conference right now. Well, and that's a very big conference, and I am uh, I'm very happy to say that uh, tomorrow evening I will be uh, hitting the roads of Atlanta and, and uh, heading down to you uh, to be there on uh, Wednesday morning. And I'm always looking forward to it. That's a great conference. It's uh, how many do you have this year uh, as far as attendees? We normally. Uh we normally average about 1,200 per year, um, and we're pretty satisfied with it because it keeps it as a, uh, it keeps it as an intimate conference, uh, one to where our speakers can really get to know and provide professional development to our uh, to our participants. Um, you know, anything bigger might might you know might lose that that personal family feel that we have down here. In fact, mm-hmm. last night we were um, we had Keith Brown kick us off, and he reminded us about. How uh, how we're all family and uh, you know working towards the same thing and um, it, it it was just an awesome kickoff last night for our so our 25th year. Wow, that's amazing! And knowing Keith Brown, let me ask you this: Did you get up and dance? Uh, he, he made <laughs> he made me get up and dance, Keith. Uh, um, um, there wasn't much of a choice there, and and since and since I have two left feet, I'm quite sure there's going to be some YouTube videos going around. We'll we'll keep an eye out for that. One of the things that I have. <laughs> Um, really loved and been impressed with in, in working with National Youth at Risk for a, a year now. Last year was my uh, first visit to the conference, and I've been working closely with you and Marie and some of the other folks uh, at Georgia Southern, and, and it's been a really great experience and the chance to be a part of the uh, initial National Youth at Risk West in uh, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, it was a good start last year, a good foothold to get moving forward. So I guess because, you know, we try to um, tailor this program to people that, that might be in your wheelhouse there. We're looking at, at, at counselors, people who work with youth. Um, so Eric, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of who your audience is and and what you um, what you plan to give them if they when they come to be a part of one of the national youth at risk conferences. Well, you're right. Um, we did have our first time inaugural um, Las Vegas conference last year. Uh, we've already planned our next one for November sixth through eighth of this year. And what our participants can expect when they come is um, is a is a very different view of what youth at risk is all about um 
it's not a de facto that just because of the color of your skin uh, you are considered at risk. The way that we at the National Youth at Risk Center define um, youth at risk um, is that any child can be put at risk based on the circumstances around them, no matter their their creed, their color, their ethnicity, their their um, socioeconomic status. Um, and we really present a, a wide range of professional development opportunities um, so that anyone dealing in those areas um, or anyone dealing with a, a kid considered at risk um, um, can find tools to go back into their uh, into their communities or into their schools and put those in into practice. Exactly, and even the the opportunities of the some of the people that you get to hear at these conferences is is really over over the top. I mean, doc, Dr. Stephen Soroka is is very impressive. Um, if you're listening to Watchdogs Radio, you can go back into our podcast and listen to our um, episode with Dr. Stephen Soroka, a very very impressive man. Uh, some of the other folks that we've uh, that we've dealt with or, or had the opportunity to spend some time with. Um, first of all, thank you. Dr. Landers for putting this together and and uh, and Dr. Ray for giving us an opportunity to have access to these people for one but for giving these people the opportunity to increase their skills and their abilities to be able to work with students uh, in today's educational environment. So how is the development of the center uh, the National Youth at Risk Center going? Oh, we are we are excited about the National Youth at Risk Center. Uh, this is our first year in existence. We have uh, already announced the National Youth at Risk Association, um, where the National Youth at Risk Journal will be available to all our members. Um, it is a journal that will be practically minded and will contain um, um, research and articles that pertain to the teacher or the person on the ground who's actually pro- uh, providing services. This is not a ivory tower journal that we're putting out, but one that we can actually make a difference with. Um, we're working with several different organizations. Um, one of our major sponsors on is uh, Gulfstream, um, mm-hmm. and we're working to further their uh, student, student leadership program. We're real excited about that, and, and, and I can't divulge any more, but we have several other large entities that we are in the early stages of partnering with. And the National Youth Center is really set to start to guide the national conversation about what does it mean to provide services to youth at risk. Mm-hmm. We, you know, the National Youth Risk Conference, to be honest with you, is a very unique conference and one that you will not find replicated anywhere else. Uh, many people come to our conferences and they say, you know, that, you know, I can't find this anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really, we really work to be practically minded. And now that the center has come into us to to uh, to being, we are uh, the conferences are a product of the center. Now the journal will be a product of the center. The curriculums that we're putting together will be a product of the center. And uh, we're really positioning ourselves to say, hey, you know, there's some kids out there that need help. It doesn't matter the background because any circumstance can put a kid at risk. Mm-hmm. Now, how are, now how are we going to deal with it? Exactly, exactly. Well, we, uh, we have a caller from the 419 area code. Hello, who is this? This is Brandon Schultz. Hi, Brandon. How are you doing today? 
Hey, I'm doing all right. Yourself? Good, good, good. Good to see you. Good to see you on Facebook. So, do you have a question for Dr. Landers? Do you know what I I do not? I just happened to uh, see it posted on uh, Facebook that you guys were online today or on blog, and I just wanted to call and comment about how well the program is doing up here in Northwest Ohio. It's uh, only 45 schools in the state of Ohio have this, and Mm -hmm. now 46. So, really excited to bring it to uh, Northwest Ohio. Good deal, good deal. Well, uh, well, Brandon, do you have time to uh, hold on for a few minutes, and we'll bring you back in I, here? I do. Great, thanks. All right. Well, uh, we are, uh, we're going to bring Brandon back here in just a minute after the break because we got some great stuff to talk about uh, about the Watchdogs program. But I wanted to, uh, to give uh, – yeah, you prefer Eric, don't you, rather than Dr. Landers? <laughs> I do. I always tell people that uh, doctor is a funny first name, and, uh, you know, I just prefer to be called Eric. So uh, I learned that a long time ago. Exactly. Well, I know you've put a lot of hard work into earning that title, so I want to give you the respect for, for uh, doing that. So, well, uh, well, moving forward, we've got this great conference. We're going to have Watchdogs, Seven Steps to Success training coming up down there on uh, Wednesday morning, and uh, also... Uh, is there a, a Twitter following, a hashtag? Is it NYAR2014? How are we following the, the conference? We are currently on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and I think that's the two social media. We do have a Twitter account, um, to, but to be honest with you, the, uh, the younger GAs in my, uh, in my office actually handle all that. I, um, I, I'm going to say that, that 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 is not my forte, uh, but okay. but they do a very they do a very got uh, a very good job of it, and it's and if you go to the nationaluthatrisk.org, um, it'll take you to our conference websites, which will then link you to our center website and 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 things like that, and you'll be able to find all of the social media information. Well, that's great. Well, uh, well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be doing more promotion for the uh, National Youth at Risk Conference uh, West coming up in November. Uh, I've already got it on my schedule here, so I'm, uh, I'm excited about uh, getting out there and, and seeing that conference take off. So, Well, thank you so much, Eric. Anything else you got for us before you go? I just want to tell you, Keith, I'm excited to see you tomorrow, man. Uh, just hurry on down here and be safe. I, I will see you tomorrow. Well, thank you so much. I will say it now, out of respect, Dr. Eric Landers of the uh, National Youth at Risk Center at Georgia Southern University. So if you want to find out more information, go to nationalyouthatrisk.org. Well, let's take a break here uh, for just a minute. This is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. So uh, let's hear, we're going to take a little bit of break and hear from our good friend Morgan Freeman. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said... You are the picture of health. You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. 
A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, once again, uh, this is uh, Colon Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, we would definitely want to make sure that everybody thinks about it. It's something you don't want to think about. It's something that's a little bit uncomfortable to think about. But uh, for for those of you who know me and know uh, my recent history over the last year um, with losing my brother, you know that uh, I'm very, very firm. And I think if uh, if you are in that age range, if you're in that area, um, go get checked. I did. I'm proud to say it. And uh, and I think uh, that everybody should, uh, you know, it's a good feeling just to know that, hey, you're okay down there. <laughs> so anyhow, well, I am going to bring uh, Jim Heath back in there. Jim, you still on the line? I am still here. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jim, absolutely. thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we want to hear a little bit more about uh, Creekmore Elementary, and you can also tell us about Raymore. Just kind of give us your history with Watchdogs and how you got to uh, to where you are now, being a pretty well-known hero of the hallways. Oh, well, thank you. You know, the um, I was first introduced to Watchdogs last year um, at um, Raymore Elementary, which is uh, the school that my kids went to last year. We've since moved uh, this past fall and started uh, over at Creekmore Elementary. Last year at Raymore, um, friend of mine, Rich Bartow, uh, kicked off. I uh, guess you'd call him the top dog. Um, he was introduced to uh, Watchdogs by the PTA, I believe, and uh, didn't really know what it was. And he just uh, jumped in head first, got it going. We had over 100, 125 volunteers um, last year, which worked out really nice. Um, Creekmore, um, uh, we probably, you know, we, we don't have that many, but we're in the upswing. So I try to volunteer as much as possible, especially when we don't have as many watchdogs. I'll, I'll put in 10 to 15 days for the year. Now, uh, certainly, you know, not every watchdog can do that. Most are, you know, just fortunate enough to do it once a year because of their uh, work situation. Uh, my, um, you know, uh, life's a little different. I'm a professional stand-up comedian, but I'm also, I work in the security industry. Uh, I've been... Um, uh, for 30 years now, worked. At a, you know, I actually worked as a locksmith for almost 20 years. Then I moved uh, into security product manufacturing, working with companies. I've worked with school districts and colleges and even hospitals all over the country. Probably have about at least uh, 30, 35,000 schools, hospitals, and colleges that you know use technology that I was re- you know involved with. So mm, wow. I'm, I've been in a lot of school environments uh, as a comedian. That you know, kind of. Uh, that's something that uh, I got into in 1996. Uh, started doing open mic at my local comedy club here in the Kansas City area. I would uh, go down there every Monday night for two years, and uh, of course, I had massive stage fright. I would literally pray that the club would, you know, get struck by lightning before I got there, so I wouldn't have to go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, once you get through that, and it just, you know, kind of built from there. Um, I use my comedy skills uh, during my watchdog days, and. As you know, typical watchdog day, the same for us would be, you know, you arrive in the morning, we uh, you know, you know, help the kids, you know, from the car line primarily get, you know, safely into the building. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, you know, we have a schedule that we, light, you know, loosely follow. It gives us some ideas about where to go. And, um, you know, I, you know, spend a lot of time working with kids that, you know, just need a little help with reading, a little help with math and so forth. And uh, during all of this, I'm certainly patrolling the hallways uh, in between helping kids. I'm never really in the classrooms, but more than a minute because we have a common area mm-hmm. that uh, they'll have us, you know, walk a child out and I'll sit and, uh, you know, go through the, the exercise with them. And in between those exercises, I'll, 
I'll, I'll, I'll kind of check the doors, make sure they're locked, you know, as far as the exterior doors and so forth. And, you know, uh, at least two to three times throughout the day, I'll walk the parking lot. Uh, that doesn't take but a few minutes, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, the real fun times are lunch and recess. Um, being a comedian, I like to, uh, during lunch, that's a two-hour process at our school, of course, from the Joy kindergarten through fourth. <laughs> yep. And uh, by the way, I have seven and ten-year-old boys, so they're still in the um, you know K through four school, which oh, is yeah. obviously different than being a watchdog in, in older grades. So, um, lunchroom, I have a blast. I really, um, I'm known. I for I do impressions as a comedian. Mm. So, uh, I have a thing with the kids where if they will, um, you know, uh, eat a f- piece of fruit or vegetable, I'll do an impression for them. Oh, okay. And so I'm really after, you know, getting these kids to uh, just, uh, of course, talk a little bit. They don't like it to, you know, get crazy in these lunchrooms. I mean, when I don't know when you went to elementary school, but way back in the, in the late 70s when I was in elementary school, it was Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was uh, Thunderdome for sure. So it's a little more controlled today. However, you know, they do let them, you know, laugh and have a good time. Um but uh, I love throwing the impressions out there. I also learned, and I never one knew this thing, before. One thing about the lunchroom that I learned very early in is that if you buy ice cream for the entire first grade oh, class, yeah. it will not endear, endear you to the teachers <laughs> in any way. That's, that's, I'll have to remember that. And, you know, one thing I, you know, I always, I guess I'm kind of entertaining these kids, but I'm always looking for kids that aren't really engaging. They're kind of by themselves, you know, as I'm walking, you know, the tables and so forth. Let's look for that, you know, child that's kind of, you know, not really talking to anybody, and I'll strike a conversation up with them and, and then try to get them in another conversation with other kids mm-hmm. and say, you know, hey, this is Julie or this is Bob. You guys, you know, because it's really, it's funny, you know, that, that to me as a watchdog, we're certainly there for multiple reasons. We're there to be, you know, male role models and, you know, and we're, you know, patrolling hallways and so forth that you can really spot the opportunities to maybe, you know, eh, you know, help out a child in a different way and get oh, yeah. them involved. And so, uh, you know, I actually learned uh, last year before, as I started my first watchdog, I thought, well, this, this is pretty cool, but you know, I can do a voice and voices and so forth. But I decided to learn uh, coin magic. <laughs> so oh. how to, how to make a coin disappear. And that's uh, another thing that I do. If they eat a piece of fruit or vegetable, I'll make a, you know, bottle cap disappear or a coin that I carry with me, just something really quick. And, um, it's great for changing their thought pattern, you know, mm-hmm. especially for the kids that are really in just a funky mood that day. Um, you can you change know. a child's whole day just just oh, by. My very first watchdog day at, at Raymore Elementary, they had a, a child that was just, you know, had fallen apart, was just, just, you know, really upset, crying hard. And they, you know, they called me over to their class and said, hey, would you mind walking him down to the common area over by the office and see if you can calm him down? And I, I said, hey, have you heard my Scooby-Doo impression? <laughs> you know, and uh, he hadn't. So I, I laid it on to him real quick and tears immediately dried up and he started talking a little bit about Scooby-Doo. And then uh, mm-hmm. I asked him, you know, what got him so upset? And he kind of explained to me, I just let him talk. I mean, it, mm-hmm. as a watchdog, I certainly don't, you know, interject my personal opinions, political opinions, you know, anything like that. I don't think as a watchdog, that's, that's sure. our job. No. And I just let him talk and say, well, you know, you can talk it out with your teacher and, and just get them calmed down. But using uh, different things to change their thought pattern, you know, in a fun way and, you know, uh, it's worked every time, and uh, especially on the playground, I, you know, you see kids get a little rough sometimes, and, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, it's not my job to discipline as a watchdog by any means. I'll bring it to the uh, teacher monitors, you know, but 
Uh, I have so much fun with these kids. They'll say the craziest things, just like the old Art Link letter, you know, yeah. and, and the Bill Cosby. <laughs> and just, just this past Friday, I, I had a watchdog day, and these little girls come up to me, uh, probably first grade, and said, you know, we, we've taken a vote. Uh, we think you, we decided you need to shave your mustache off. <laughs> and you're like, okay. okay. You know, and, um, you know, you just see the, the, the craziest things, and, you know, um, you know, even if you don't, you know, obviously, men, you know, a watchdog may not do impressions or coin magic. You don't have to. You just just be there. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be. You know, I'm I'm just that type of personality where I'm, you know, wanting to have fun and and so forth. And uh, uh, it's probably impacted me as much or more than the kids themselves. I think. Oh, absolutely. And you know, when you see a guy that you know is, um, you know, a little a little leery about coming in and and you know maybe a little bit shy and you know, you, you throw him in with, you know, 25 kindergartners and then the next thing you know, you know, he's just going nuts just like the, you know, the rest of them. So, um, you know, yeah, that's we, the thing is we see so many guys that, um, you know, they come into this nervous, they don't know what to expect. And, they, and that's why we love what the Watchdogs program is, is we make it the same in every school. It makes it easy. So we have a guy named Zachary Conklin. I'd like to mention Zachary real quick because what he does is very special. He comes in with every new watchdog in the morning. Mm-hmm. He stays an hour or two hours and gets them started. Yeah. And, you know, he, he works out of his home, so he has that kind of time. Um, not all schools have that, but I would say that's definitely helping our newer dogs uh, ease right. into the program. So they just, you know, because you just don't know. And I, you know, Rich and I, when we started, it was just throw us in the fire and go. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it just um, having Zachary there, it's really just a blessing for sure. Exactly. Well, uh, I do want to uh, get back over here to uh, Brandon. Is it Brandon Schiltz? Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Um, Brandon, tell us about your school and, uh, and tell us about your watchdogs program. Well, well, we are located in Finley, Ohio, which is just about 40 miles south of Toledo and about 90 miles northwest of Columbus. And uh, the school is a, uh, it's called Wilson Vance Intermediate School. And it's grades mm-hmm. three through five. And we had our launch program uh, in the end of January and had our first watchdog in um, the third week of February and have the volunteer spot program that the uh, watchdogs were kind enough to uh, um, mm-hmm. allow us to use or whatever you want to say. Has yeah, helped tremendously. Our partnership. And, and that has helped me out as being the top dog coordinator get guys um, aware of what days are available, uh, how many dogs we need that day. So that's a tremendous help. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, my daughter is a third grader there, and she um, is always asking me, when, when am I coming in next? When, when are you going in <laughs> next? And, and when I see the kids out at, uh, at, at the store or out at, at soccer, they'll run up to me and, and tell me how much fun they had uh, that day as, as a watchdog. And then now I'm getting moms. Uh, approaching me and saying, hey, how can I get my husband to go in there? He wasn't able to attend the launch event, but, he, but that, that's all the kids are talking about at home is how do I get my husband to get in there? And yeah, we use really peer pressure in a uh, positive it's, way. It's starting to <laughs> grow some wings uh, here in the community. Well, I, I had a, one of the moms say that to me one time, and I kind of went off the cuff, and I probably shouldn't have said this, but I said, you just tell him to put his big boy pants on and get his butt in here. <laughs> there we go. No, right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. But I cannot tell you how much of a, uh, a difference 
I thought I would make in, in their lives. But what it really has done is made a difference in, in the dads' lives that have, have volunteered there uh, at least one day at the school already. Uh, I'll get uh, text messages in the middle of the day or at night and uh, just telling me, you know, thank you so much for bringing this program um, to our school. It, it means so much for me to interact with the kids. And it's, 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 this program is tremendous. And I just, uh, I just wish that uh, every school in, in our city was able to uh, take this on. Well, we're working on it. If, uh, yeah. <laughs> if if they're interested, we're here for them. You know, we don't we don't chase schools down, but we want them to hear about us. And if they're interested, you know, we let them chase us. You know, we're not the dog chasing them. They're they're hopefully chasing us. And and we've had a lot of success here. You know, this past week, we broke a thousand schools in the state of Texas alone. And I, I think that was a a, a huge uh, milestone for us to uh, to see what's going on down there in texas and we will break four thousand schools by the end of this school year so that's you know more opportunities for guys to just have a chance to um step out of their everyday run-of-the-mill whatever that they're doing the other 364 days a year and to step out of that step away from that and just to be there for kids and and that's great well brandon uh, thank you so much for joining us and let me ask you do you have a watchdogs hoodie you know what? I have a watchdog's hoodie. My uh, wife got me one for Christmas. Oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, I was going to uh, help you out with one there, but uh, but we'll, I'm going to come up with something else, maybe a crew neck, but we'll talk here in a few minutes, and, uh, and I'll uh, take care of something. Just thanks for uh, giving us a call and joining us on Watchdogs Radio today. Hey, you take care, and you guys have a great rest of the day. Well, thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of another Watchdogs Radio episode. As we uh, fade out here, I would like to thank my guest co-host, Jim Heath. You're welcome. From, You're welcome. Um, Creekmore Elementary School in Raymore, Missouri. Thanks very much. Next week, we've got Katie Greer, cyber safety expert. So tune in and check out what your kids are doing on, uh, online. So just remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that don't know enough about us. See you next week.